0: The following is a CSPN media podcast presentation.
1: Let me tell you about who
2: deserves a shot. The United States
0: have
1: I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, L. Dandy.
0: I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam up guy. Whoa, I don't see any whoa. reason. Wait a minute, L Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here. Please, he's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sake, it's 50 pounds different. Who difference. are you to, to to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious. How about, how about hypnosis? Let's
1: get through. Psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. You know.
3: Hello, and welcome to episode 197 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Delorente. And tonight I'm joined by our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet.
4: Did you miss me? Of
3: course we did. Hey. Glad you're back.
4: Glad to be back.
3: So anything fun happened in your absence or
4: anything fun. Um can I make up fun? Let me lie to you. Let me tell you a fake story. <laughs> No nothing, not, no, nothing
5: fun happened. Run into Kevin Bowens. Then and...
4: Hmm?
5: And you run into Kevin Bowens. That's what. That's did
4: about. I run into Kevin Bowens? He's not a thing, unfortunately.
6: <laughs>
4: I did see. Oh, wait, no, last. I did see a Samoan in my building today. And I was like, what are you doing
5: here? Are you related to The Rock?
4: No, he was more like, um. He was more like, um. A
5: Rikishi.
4: but he he ran up the steps really quickly, so he was flat on his feet.
3: Yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely of the lineage for sure.
4: Yeah, he was real quick. I was like, he's like six foot tall, three twenty. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think he um, I think he's a plumber, which is a good job. You know, you always need a plumber, They be union. So yeah, that's all I got. All
3: right. We're joined tonight by our RawCast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. How
5: are you doing? Everyone?
3: We're good, man. How are you? Yeah. And we're joined by the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What up? Not much, man. Saluting the flag. Standing for the anthem. <laughs> Toes on the line. That's what Jerry told me to do. <laughs> and tonight we're joined by a very special guest she's the high-heeled gamer but tonight we're gonna call her miss Catherine, as she's joining us for the very first time on the Razzlecast. How how you doing katherine
6: i'm good thank you thank you for having me on the show i'm very, very
3: honored uh, thank you for joining us so let the people know where they can find your work out on the interwebs
6: well uh if you you can actually, because different websites have, or sites have different, you know, length to your game, uh, you can actually just Google The Hot Oprah of the Nerd World, and you'll see all my links to my website, which is the com. and then, of course, you know, I'm on YouTube,
3: Twitter, I'm a
6: social media whore, so I'm on everything, so...
3: All right. well tonight you're going to be on the WrestleCast for this episode. So just like every first time guest that we have you have to tell us about your origin story with professional wrestling. So tell us who got you into wrestling, some of your favorites growing up, and some of your favorites that you currently like today.
6: Okay, so um, growing up uh, we were a big boxing family. So we watched a lot of boxing um, and with which bled into wrestling. So I grew up in the 80s. So I had, you know, the Hulk Hogan, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Jake the Snake, which was my, my favorite as a kid, along with Andre the Giant. Those two were my all-time favorite. And all that was because of my stepdad, who I call my dad because he raised me. Um, And we, we would watch and you know, he'd he'd have one too many and slip me a again as a kid. <laughs> so we would kind of drink together, like I would sip off of his stuff. This was, you know, PC and you know, protocols and all this other stuff. Um so we watched a lot of boxing and a lot of wrestling together and we played a lot of video games too. So
3: Sounds like uh you watched yeah. a lot of Tuesday night fights growing up? In um the USA. Uh,
6: if I I don't remember the days, but yeah, we we watched whatever whenever it was on and then we, you know, siphoned cable so we would watch all the past that we we were the hood of the hood, so <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And and then um it just bled into the continuing once I left, you know, my house. I you know, I I was um eighteen. Um, my, my adult thing, I still watched wrestling up until, God, I watched wrestling up until 2005, um, which was a really messed up time in my life. So coming across the TV and cable was tough. So I watched all the way up until five. Um, and then probably I, but I mean, you know, I would listen to other people talk about it. So I kind of stayed in the loop with it um and then i got back into it um a few years ago uh because i would watch like the the pay-per-views and stuff like that and you know i would i i knew who who people to watch until a couple of years ago and i was like yeah let me see what the actual shows are now so i watched ron's Smackdown now and all the pay-per-views um growing up like I said uh Jake the Snake and Andre the Giant were a huge favorite as an adult um I liked uh uh I liked the tables ladders and chair matches so I guess the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian were a big deal to new Hottie and I had like when I say had. And I still do because I would I, I if he asked me to marry him I would say yes in a heartbeat. I have a huge crush on Rakishi. Like I'm in love with him. <laughs> like I think he's sexy. I I I love him. Um, a lot of people judge me on that, and I don't care. <laughs> and,
3: uh, that's just uh, what we call here on the WrestleCast. That's just plus one for the Samoa Coalition. <laughs>
6: um, and right now I'm a huge Oscar um the new day uh I'm still uh Matt and Jeff Hardy Shinsuke I like Shinsuke a lot um and Finn Balor definitely those are and then I just now like because I started like looking at his um Instagram and stuff um Braun Strowman and I'm like holy shit he's like a big ass teddy bear like (laughs) not and gentle, and I'm like, oh, he's a gentle giant, so I'm I'm like now starting the Braun Strowman fan club type of thing, so
3: Alright, so we are extremely excited to have you here tonight on the WrestleCast and we're looking forward to your insight on our reviews and our news so Sam, if you got any news to lead off with, I'll let you have it, if not I've got some of my own
5: Okay, I have one thing. um, your boy Cole Kavanaugh is doing his, his bestie, CM Punk, over legal fees. He claims that Punk told him that he would help him and take care of him when the two of them got sued. And he says he even has, you know, he's got the receipts. He's got the, the text and everything. This is what he said that he would take care of. Him. And, uh, yeah, basically, Punk basically said, yeah, you're on your own, buddy. And, of course, now it's now getting down to Cabana's um, going to
3: sue him. Oh man, that's that's such a bad ending to this. How you they they're gonna? Cote Cabana's gonna win, and he's still gonna lose,
5: right? Mm. Like they, they just got this whole situation completed and finished with, and now they're just gonna jump into another to another thing,
3: right? Right? Because you know Coke Cabana is out here on a indie wrestler salary. He ain't got you know two UFC fights underneath his belt money or WWE you know significant run champion on top money. <laughs> so that's the reason that like, you know, it was like, hey he's probably like at least do fifty fifty with me or something.
5: Yeah, that was the original plan, but then he was like, Yeah no Wow. <laughs>
7: uh-huh.
3: Cold game, man. Cold game. Yeah.
5: So another news, Renee Young will be joining the on Monday. On Monday's episode of Raw, she'll be filling in for the coach, which is a much-needed breath of relief because to me, coach has not been good since he's come back. Uh, apparently, uh, coach has a an obligation on the golf channel. If he could just stay there, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time a woman has called an entire episode of Raw, mm-hmm. so that's cool. That's so, uh, cool. That's really all I have
3: right now. Okay. Uh, my news is for uh, New Japan fans, hashtag cast a strong style. Uh, we won't be able to have any of those great in-ring commentaries from Tama Tonga and uh, Juice Robinson anymore using the uh, extravagant language that they like to use because the new New Japan president has basically banned all of the English swear words and the middle fingers visible to the camera so um you know tamatanga got in a lot of trouble uh over this past week where he actually went after a fan who was heckling him and like put his hands on his throat yeah it really wasn't pretty oh, wow. oh yeah it wasn't pretty there for a few seconds uh, and so they kind of brought the hammer down so um it's gonna be interesting to kind of see how that works going forward because you know that was a lot of the basically the fun part of Tawatonga. Recently he's been trolling Roman Reign, so they've had a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of fun doing that, but that's all gotta come to an end now with this new new uh edict that they had come down. So we'll see how that plays out going forward. But it was fun while it lasted. So and that's I think it you covered Renee Young and I think that's it. So um if you want, Sam, you can get right into Monday Night Raw from Jacksonville, Florida.
5: Okay, just take my review from the week and just like in it on because it's pretty much the same show. <laughs> but if, you, if I must, I will. Okay, Monday Night Raw. Kurt Angle and Constable Corbin come down to cut a boring 20 minute promo. Angle says that Ronda Rousey will be making her in the in ring debut tonight He then compares her with Brock Lesnar as. You know, he has no class and never shows up. You know, he's the one USC person who, you know, has no class and never shows up, unlike wrong uh, Rousey. Kurt says that Paul Heyman is still employed, as for what Brock did to Kurt, and then before he could finish the sentence, Roman Reigns comes down and uh, says that uh, if you kick the... This is what happens when you kick the big dog out who will protect the yard. ER. He asks Corbin what he did when Brock Lesnar at 5 Kurt, he says he ran. They talk some more put Roman Reigns and Constable Corbin in a match. Right now, Corbin chief shots Roman while waiting for a referee to come down. Roman Reigns versus Constable Corbin. The match ends with Boring Corbin rolling out of the ring as Roman was getting ready for a spear. Finn Balor shows up. Corbin backpedals. Roman hits a Superman punch, gets him back in the ring. Spear, one, two, three. Roman Reigns wins.
3: Another 22-minute match with Baron Corbin. What are yeah. the hell are they thinking? <laughs> it worked so nice last week. Let's do it again. Whew, man, this was rough. You want to <laughs> you want to suck the air out of the crowd? Start off a night with Roman versus Baron Corbin. That'll set, that'll get the people on their hands.
6: <laughs> yeah, I'm personally I I personally don't like Constable Baron Corbin because he's a little whiny crybaby and all he does is quote unquote talk to Stephanie on the phone whenever things don't don't go his way they're like terrible like just give him instead of a vest give him a bib because he's like such a whiny baby
5: actually actually, Triple E should really look into those late night phone calls
3: (laughs) (laughs) but he's dressed okay so he's supposed to be a constable but he's dressed like a bouncer or a doorman
5: yeah Friday's
3: yeah
5: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, no, you know, he needs to come out in like the old school constable uniform with like this that big hat, and, like, <laughs> and, like you know, he needs to grow that, he needs to grow
4: that mustache. Too. Yeah, grow the mustache, twirl the, the baton yeah. around like the the yeah. tap
6: film, you know, just yeah. go the, the whole commit to it. Yeah.
5: start all his promos with him. <laughs> yeah. So after the match, Finn gets in the ring, removes his jacket, takes Corbin in the corner, hits the coup de gras. Um, yeah, so Seth Rollins is, is in Kurt's office watching a recap of what happened last week. He says that every time he gets a bit of momentum, Drew McIntyre gets involved. He wants to know what he can do. Kurt says he can find a partner and take on both men in a tag team match tonight. So, Bobby Roode
3: versus Mojo Rawley
5: Uh, match, match, match. Bobby gets the victory after hitting a glorious DD team getting the pin. It was all
3: good a week ago, Mojo. It was all good a week ago.
5: Like, they just, they're going to keep on with this. Uh, the Drifter comes out with his film crew. He starts to do his thing, but then Bob appears. He says that he watched the Drifter's documentary. He says that it framed him in the way he really was, and it was a well done. Piece. The Drifter says Bob's comeback has been a joke. Uh, Bob says the Drifter's boots are a joke. His documentary is a joke. And his scarf is a joke. Uh, the next time Bob's name comes out of the Drifter's mouth, what he does to him will not be a joke. Oh, God, this man is so horrible. On, on, on. He sounds like a hater.
4: He sounds <laughs> very familiar. He sounds mm-hmm.
5: like
4: somebody I'm very familiar
5: with. Great. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it it, you know, crowd is completely dead for all of this. Uh, they actually don't wake up until Bob hits a spine bust on his head. Call the crew back in and ask him the film, and he to film him. he go to the church. I need you for your information. My problem with a fire.
3: Mm? Hold on, dear. Okay, so Several is in the locker room. And the brief appears,
5: he volunteers to be his titan partner. He offers a shield fist bump, which is me of Roman Reigns, who just has to on the phone. He says, if he has a back, he must go up it's a Razar versus Tetris. Razar has to move off the
3: distraction. Hey. hey. And you also moved again, sir.
5: He always based. okay, go ahead. Go. Kevin Owens is backstage with Jinder Mahal. They're going going over some notes because tonight is the return of the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens has his stage set up on the stage instead of in the ring for some reason, which we'll later find out. He welcomes his guest, the man who has helped him cope with the stress caused by Braun Strowman, Jinder Mahal. Kevin says that thanks to Ginger he is more at peace and more relaxed than he has ever been. After getting thrown off the cage, he thought he was going to have to live his life in pain. However, however because of ginger, he can hold his baby girl in his arms without any kind of incident. Ayo says he and Ginger have one thing in common. They've both beaten Braun Strowman. And for the record, so has Kalisto. And when he beats him at SummerSlam, he will be Mr. K.O. in the bank, which he'll he'll then use to reclaim his Universal Championship. Uh, Kevin Owens gets a brilliant idea. Ginger versus Braun Strowman again. He calls out Braun and nothing happens. K.O. says Braun is afraid of both men. The set starts moving and apparently Braun is underneath underneath the stage because he tips the damn thing over. And so this is why the set was on the stage and not in the ring.
3: It was a cool visual, though, to see them up out like that.
5: Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Jinder Mahal versus Braun Strowman. Just like last week, K.O. steals the briefcase. Braun chases him around. Instead of getting counted out, though, Braun reclaims his property and gets back in the ring. K.O. does it again. but He catches up to Owens, and Owens gets these hands. Ginger appears as Braun steals his briefcase back, and he accidentally hits Ginger with it, resulting in a DQ in favor of Mahal. So Ginger Noah now has two victories over Braun Strowman. Uh, Constable Corbin is on the phone with Stephanie having those late-night phone calls. He hands Kurt the phone. Kurt listens and reluctantly says that he will take care of it. Uh, we get a recap of the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar feud. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus... Oh, wait, hold on. I have, to, I have to set this up. So before the tight team match can begin, Kurt stops both men. Corbin says that Stephanie does not want to jeopardize the main event at SummerSlam, so Reigns is banned from competing. And if he does compete, he loses his title shot. Rollins says he's got this. Corbin tells him his match is next, and it's a handicap match. Reigns asks Corbin if his ribs are okay. Before he can answer, Reigns just sucks him square in the ribs and laughs laughs as Corbin buckles over. So we got a quick match that went exactly as predicted. Seth got some offense in, but in the end it was all about Dolphin Drew. Ziggler eventually gets the win after a kick.
0: This is a dire situation. So the Kings are nobody home. And Rollins buys himself some time, at least to try to regroup here. Buys time, but can he even get back to his feet. That's the big question. You know, sometimes when you overlook an opponent, like, I think these are just having fun right now, that could be a mistake. Rollins with a chopping. You're set, Rollins. You need to put away Dolph Ziggler and quickly here Dolph hanging on Rollins sent over the top rope does not want to be out on that side of the ring and that smart move by Rollins so the tag was not made Oh wow! face first off the post and Rollins has a chance he has a chance with McIntyre down turn this into a one on one situation momentarily and Rollins with a sling blade fighting back climbing back into this match here comes Rollins 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 gets back into this it's nothing short of miraculous Seth Rollins sends Dolph over the top rope Rollins fired up sent Dolph to the opposite side of the ring from where McIntyre is so he can use his patented suicide dive I didn't think we'd get to this point Rollins Ziggler driven into the barricade can Seth Rollins pull this off Sepp with a kick right in the midsection. Here it Rollins comes. Now looking for the stop. Ziegler, though, rolled out of the way. Now right to the knee of Rollins. Yeah. And Ziegler got caught. Ziegler was thinking about a famous but instead finds the buckle bomb tag. McIntyre's legal. I don't think yes. Seth knows he it. He now as he's turned inside out. Boy, what a slick tag by Drew. Drew McIntyre, who said uh, on social media, I'm dangerous. For various reasons, extending to my high IQ, I'm a walking weapon. I have the ability to see outside the box when it comes to innov- innovative not ways not to that. inflict punishment. Great way to describe yourself. And now, mocking Seth Rollins. Oh, and the burn oh. it down. There's the knee. Here's the roll-up of Ziggler. Shoulders are down now. And McIntyre.
4: The number's just goes. too much too good. save
0: nice. the matchup. Ziggler. Here's the cover on Rollins. And Ziggler with the win! Here are your winners, Drew McIntyre and the Intercontinental Champion, Dolph Ziggler! There was a split second there that I thought Seth Rollins was going to get it done. A split second. Yeah, very confusing there momentarily. I thought that McIntyre was the legal man, but apparently not.
3: That was a but, fun match. a 2 on one
5: Right. The Revival versus the B-team. During the match, Hardy and Bray appeared replacing, replacing Axeman nash Wilder. They beat up both fellas, and that seems to be
3: um The they need Hard. to do something with Bray Wyatt and and fast, because I'm not feeling this thing with Matt Hardy as around his course for me.
5: Limbo, and it just seems so weird.
3: Yeah, man, he could be the he could be the ish if they just let him tweak a couple of things.
5: Guys, s- what are your thoughts? Y'all just sitting there.
3: What what would you like to see different from, from Bray? Uh, You'd like to see some tweaks. What would you like to see? Oh, i just like to see. All he got to do, become like a good guy, like a straight up baby face. Give him a reason for the people to like him. One, clean up his promos just a little bit. Just have him more focused. He can still do the sing-songy talk because I, I wish I could put I go back to this Dusty Rose interview. But I saw this Dusty Rose interview. Where he's out, it's an empty arena and he's just standing in front of the ring and he's talking. But what he's talking about is like in a poem, in a riddle, in a weave. And I just it just clicked. And I was like, damn, that's Bray Wyatt. It's like Bray Wyatt could be that. And he would be the biggest baby face in the thing because he's the one wrestler who's besides Kevin Owens who's good that doesn't look like everybody else. He's not in the cookie cutter mode. He's a little pudgy here. He's got a little different style, but they just got to clean it up a little bit. The promos get too long winded and all this stuff. But if they cleaned the promos up, gave the people a reason to really cheer him. He's already got the bomb ass endurance, bomb ass music. So he's already over by the, you know, just by the time the music hits. But they just got to make it worth the people's while to get after it and cheer for him. And it could work.
5: You don't want to give people to cheer for him, just come, come out with JoJo. I mean be, you know. <laughs>
3: Nah, because there would be some haters that would boom because, you know, there's always the how is she checking for him? Didi, do you have any 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 inquiries on what JoJo sees in Bray Wyatt? Is it the dreads?
4: It's we love a good biracial butterfly. It's just he's got the like a little like a light peanut butter. He probably speaks to her in a fake New Orleans accent and it just does something.
3: Do you think that Bo Dallas has mm-hmm. himself a black girlfriend as well?
6: He's
4: married.
3: Oh, I didn't know that.
4: I believe that's what he said when he was on that other show talking about um, I know he believes in aliens. I think he might be a flat earther.
3: Oh, yeah, he was on yeah that one podcast uh-huh. that time. Uh, yeah.
6: Yeah.
4: yeah, I think he said he was married. If, I'm pretty sure she's a white woman. But I can believe he got a couple black girlfriends in his past for sure. All right, for uh, <laughs> sure. And if he doesn't and wants one, he can always call me.
3: Catherine, <laughs> you, your thoughts on uh Bray Wyatt?
6: Um, I don't mind the Bray Matt Hardy team. Um, I I have a feeling that they might be setting up to bring Matt and Jeff back together. I don't know if they're going to include Bray and just have it as a a trio or if they're going to try to do the Matt Hardy tag team. I mean, Jeff and and Matt Hardy tag team Mm -hmm. again. But I have a feeling that's what's being set up right now.
5: All right. We shall see. So here comes the best part of the show, which or the most meme-worthy part of the show, because everybody had memes for this segment. Renee Young interviews an unshaven Paul Hewitt who looks like he's been just crying. Says he's tried to reach Brock who has disconnected his phone. He looks around and says that this will piss off Brock. Renee asks Paul if he considered because you know Brock is such a private person. Renee asks Paul if he considers Brock Lester a friend. He says yes, he did. Since the beginning, the two have talked about riding off in the sunset together. With the Universal Championship on one shoulder and the UFC title on the other, Renee asks if asks if Brock Lesnar still needs a Paul Heyman. He gets himself together, eyes watery. Renee asks if Brock isn't. Oh yeah, Renee asks if Brock isn't around. Does he think anyone else could be a potential client? He says the whole situation is inconceivable to him. Renee asks who the winner at Summerslam will be. Paul says that he has been with Brock for 16 years and he has never seen Brock more determined and focused in his entire career. He has never seen him this violent, and against this Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns doesn't stand a chance.
7: Paul, I really appreciate you being able to sit down with me tonight. Now, last week when Monday Night Raw ended, it appeared that you and your client Sorry, that um, Brock Lesnar and yourself have severed your business ties. Where do you and Brock Lesnar stand right now?
8: I don't know. Um, Brock Lesnar has disconnected his phone number and I've tried to reach him through intermediaries and I, I, I don't know where we stand.
7: So you've not spoken to Brock Lesnar at all since last week? No. Okay. Uh, well, Paul, and, and,
8: and, and not that I haven't wanted to, but obviously he doesn't want to take my phone call. Paul Anderson. You know, I have a problem with this, guys, to be honest. Um, Brock's not going to like this. I mean, I'm, I'm out here talking in public about this. This is kind of like a private matter. It's just going to piss him off more.
7: Oh, we can go from your point of view, if you like. I mean, it seemed abundantly clear last week that Brock Lesnar does not consider you his friend, that you're his employee. Do you consider Brock? A- you're
8: really enjoying this, aren't you? Like I have this coming. Like no. I deserve this.
7: Paul, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of what exactly happened between you and Brock. So am I. So do you consider Brock Lesnar a friend of yours? Yes,
8: I do. And my children consider his children to be their friends. I don't want anybody close to my family. He certainly doesn't want anybody close to his family. This is not how I envisioned it ending. We are always... Since the beginning, we've always talked about riding off until the sunset together. The universal championship over one shoulder, the UFC title, over the other, and me standing behind him, proclaiming to the world the reigning defend.
7: Paul, at this point in Brock Lesnar's career, do you think that he still needs Paul Heyman? Paul, do you want to take a minute?
8: Come on. Do it. Just do it. Do
7: your job. You spent a lot of time here. Hypothetically, if Brock Lesnar was not around, is there anybody else here that maybe you have your eye on as a potential client?
8: Wouldn't that question be inconceivable a week ago? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? Sure. This whole situation is inconceivable to me. How can I, how can I, how can I just go with somebody else? Just interchangeable?
7: Okay, well, um, SummerSlam, this is my final question to you. Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, who's gonna walk away the winner?
8: I've known Brock Lesnar for 16 years. I've been through every up and down that he has accomplished and that he has suffered. And I've never seen Brock Lesnar like this. I've never seen him more driven. I've never seen him more focused. And I know this isn't a word we like to use around here. I've never seen him more violent. Against this Brock Lesnar? Roman Reigns doesn't stand a chance.
3: What did y'all think of this? Paul Heyman at his finest.
6: I was gonna say it's it's grade eight acting, so I I, I thought it was hilarious. It sounded more like a high school break up Um He played it very well. I thought um, I kind of wanted to feel sorry for him at some point, um, but it, I thought
5: it was great. Anybody else? This no? Okay. Okay, Riot Squad versus Sasha and Bailey. Okay, during the match, Bailey hits her hurricane run off the turnbuckle on Sarah Logan. Sasha finishes it with a diving knee to the face. Bailey sends Morgan to the outside, goes to dive on her, and Morgan is pulled out of the way by a ninja. And it turns out it was actually Ruby Riot, who has been out with an injury. Liv hits an enziguri on Bailey she goes after Morgan, but Sarah Logan rolls her up off the <clears throat> distraction, and the riot squad gets the win. Everyone take a drink. Nobody?
3: Oh, I thought that this was uh, the second best match that they could have had on this show, because the Ruby Riot combat was done really good. Because at first I was like, who the hell is that fan about to get mowed over by security? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, that's no fan. That's Ruby, <laughs> Ruby Ryan. Ruby <laughs> Ryan. What are you
5: sending us? That's
4: O'Dallas's oh, wife. Oh, okay.
3: Thank you.
5: The Swedish lady.
3: She's thank always you. she's always mm-hmm. on her Googles.
4: Google we, knows everything you don't know.
6: <laughs> you just have to go look for it. I knew he was married to an oh. NX, to a former
5: NXT girl, but I just didn't know who it was. Yeah, the name meant nothing to me. But luckily, Google knows everything. So I got a visual representation. Google knows all your business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ronda Rousey versus Alicia Fox. Alicia tries to jawjack with Ronda before the match. Ronda shoves her to the mat. Alicia rolls out of the ring. Alicia gets up on the apron to distract Ronda, but Maddie throws her off. Liz comes to and shoves Natty into the post. Uh, Rhonda tries to go after her, but Alicia goes to town after the distraction. Rhonda comes with a flurry of punches and hits her with a series of arm drags. She goes to the outside and throws Alicia into the barricade. Yeah, she gets back in the ring. Alexa gets involved. Alicia tries to take advantage, but Rousey catches her, sets her for the armbar, and Alicia taps immediately. Uh, Rhonda grabs a mic after the match and says in a SummerSlam, Alexa's title belongs to her.
0: And now Natalya is going to make sure that Alexa Bliss does not get involved. And Bliss though driving Natalya into the post face first. And now Ronda... Going to check on her friend. And now Bliss gets involved, so the official is keeping Fox away. And now Fox on the attack of Rousey. And it paid off. And Fox now unloading on Rousey in the corner. Right hands and boots to the face. And this is exactly what Alicia Fox should be doing. And again, Rousey's in trouble. Covering up in the corner after the attack by Fox. Boy, look at that. Uh oh, uh oh. Oh, no. Expression changed. Rousey in a zone. Alicia Fox, better stop. Hey, Alicia celebrating, because here comes Rousey. Oh, oh, and there oh, are oh, the oh, left oh. hands, the jabs, and the rights and left the body shots to Fox in the corner. Put his hands in the business. And now, oh, it oh, goes Fox Scott. Good night, oh. Alicia. Oh, Rousey's gonna break her arm. The dangerous Rousey. That's only if she's lucky. Three times, and Alicia Fox needs to catch a breather. Boy, Ronda is feeling it. Did you? I don't even know what to say. How quick is Rousey? How powerful is Rousey? And now a little payback from last week. Man, the intensity level just picks up when Rousey enters a ring. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh And now Ronda going to send Fox back in the ring, and Ronda Rousey. Well, oh, look out, Brixie. Bliss again, Bliss again. And now Fox looking to take over. Nope. Rousey caught her. Alicia Fox up flying across the ring. Welcome to the Rousey Show, Alicia. On oh, Rousey. Ronda making sure Bliss is watching yeah, closely. Here it is, Powerball locked in. Bliss tap. Rousey wins her debut match on Monday Night Raw. Here is your winner by submission, Rowdy Ronda
8: Did you see the fear
0: in the eyes of the Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss? Oh, thank you
7: guys. Thank you everyone for watching. And just, yeah, that felt great. I just it feels great to be able to focus solely on SummerSlam. Oh, uh.
0: oh. What's, what's Bliss doing here? What's she thinking? She wasn't thinking. And Ronda's like, what was that for, Bliss? Alexa, it does not matter how tight you hold on to that title, because that SummerSlam is mine! Ronda Rousey with an emphatic statement tonight! That was a promise, not a threat! In two weeks, Rousey goes after Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Will Rousey win her first WWE title in Brooklyn at SummerSlam?
5: And that is your pretty crappy Monday Night
3: Raw. I was watching this Raw with a friend who hasn't really watched wrestling in a long time, Just like Attitude Era or whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah, and her first thing was look at everybody sitting down. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. She was, like, she was like, they might as well just be on their phone. I was like, she was like, it wasn't like that back yeah. when I was watching. This. She was like, everybody would be standing well, of up.
5: Course like, they
3: back then. But, but then she was like, but she was also like, and she was like, and they're not really doing anything. Of course, this was during the Baron Corbin Roman match. She was like, it's <laughs> not really that exciting either. So I was like, I see why they're kind of just sitting there, but she was like, She's like, uh, it's like, if this was if you were gonna show me this and be like, you need to watch this to get me back into wrestling. She's like, mission. Fed. Oh yeah. This, this is what I was telling
5: you. Like, <laughs> imagine trying to get somebody into wrestling now. Like I'm yeah. like, Yeah, you're gonna watch a three hour show every week where nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. She
3: was like, Mission,
5: She'd be like, be like, no, what do you what's wrong with you?
3: Right. So I was like, No, it's like if I was going to try to get you to get back into wrestling, I'd show you something from NXT or New Japan. And get you back into wrestling. So, Greg, any uh, final thoughts on this raw? Uh, I was glad I didn't watch it live. <laughs> it was a lot more palatable. <laughs> I could pause. Uh, for the, excuse <laughs> the myth, for, for the sake watch of it, the fast forward it, button, drink some Jack. You know, just try to Oh my god!
5: It. I'm just yeah. I don't watch it live either. I always fast forward a lot of the crap.
3: Yeah, I think I think the ninety minute version is probably the best way to watch it if you can, you can get a hold of it, Hulu or whatever. Yeah, the
5: Hulu version of his life.
3: Gotcha. So, all right, Miss do you want to say a closing thought on Raw before we move on?
6: Um, Raw is definitely uh, lackluster for me. Um, a lot of fighters that I feel could use less and a lot more. I don't know. Some of the promos that are weight and just engaging, um, and the Alicia Fox and Ronda Rousey fight. Um, my biggest thing is I don't feel I don't know what Alicia's been doing on her long break, but she definitely needs to go. She's not. She's not where she needs to be as a, as someone who's a quote unquote veteran. Um, her her fighting style is very sloppy and very I, borderline lazy. Um, just because it doesn't look refined as it should be. Um, but Raw tends to be lackluster, and I, I watch it on Hulu. Um, I don't watch it live um, as well because it's it's too long no. for a. Yeah, it's too. <laughs> enough, my job.
3: So, that's Monday Night Raw. We're going to transition over to SmackDown Matters with Miss Didi Jonay.
4: Yay! Um, now, mind you, I did not see this, so we're all going to learn about it together. They were in Orlando, and Randy V. N was there to kick the show off.
5: All eyes later.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he says that Jeff Hardy called him out last week, and it turned out badly for Jeff. He asks the fans if they still believe and says he did what he did to make the fans uncomfortable. You know how like when black people feel when the cops pull them over. As he takes out all of the stars that they love, he will become so violent, again, like cops, that they will want to change the channel. But they won't because they believe in superheroes and hope. You can tell he's talking to white people. Anyway, they hope Jeff will come out and save the day, but he won't. He erased the enigma last week and will erase everyone they love. He says he doesn't get the respect he deserves from the fans. Again, cops say that. Or the guys in the back. When he started his career, he was the youngest in the locker room, was the youngest champion, won the title three times, won it all, but still no respect. They all made their choices, so he will take his respect and he will destroy Jeff Hardy piece by piece by piece. And it's all because of the fans call him what you want and then he walks off so how was this did we care
3: it was randy orton you know Bugs was hating you know how we Mm -hmm. feel about randy orton around these parts
4: i know how we feel but what how did how did they feel
3: Uh, the the, the fans were giving him heat. you know this this is the sick randy orton i can't even believe he actually uttered the word violence in a wwe promo that was actually (sighs) refreshing (laughs) Mm. They don't use language like that
4: They should Whoop that ass I was looking at old videos of WWE and it was when China won the Intercontinental Championship And there was a chair shot in there and I was just like Ugh, you know, fuck your concussions I miss head head shots, (laughs) I really do Yeah, we
3: talked about This a couple of weeks ago uh, When we watched Lucha Underground and I think Brian (sighs) Cage was out there giving Head chair shots to people
4: So great, ugh Violence. Anyway, to bring it all back. Anyway, Charlotte is backstage. She tells Becky she didn't want to ruin her moment and Becky wants to be happy for her, but she wanted Carmella to herself. She said Becky is going to prove she's the best by beating the best. They agree that they are good for the tag match because we are not Bailey and Sasha. This is. Is there a tag division coming or not?
3: It may be sooner than later, my friend.
4: I just it's 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 like it's ramping up but i don't trust them so i'm like i don't want to believe but i want to believe
3: they might try to well no because evolution is all i was about to say they might try to I was gonna say they might try to slide it in on the back part of the May young but that's all going to be tied in with evolution so mm, i don't mm-hmm. know where would they have a chance to kind of like announce it and start it up right
4: i don't know where it was in the news cycle, but they were, Bailey and Sasha were on Instagram, like, we would make a great tag team. And it's like, girl, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see about it. So, basically, there's a match Charlotte and Becky versus Peyton Royce and Billy Kay aka the, iconics. the Double Iconics. Uh, it starts with our Iconics on the mic running down Orlando as a city, Charlotte and Becky. They get boring chants. Which I know hurt Donald's feelings. Becky gets the disarmor, but Billy Kay makes the save. Charlotte tags in and hits a moonsault onto the double iconics, and the figure eight finishes out Peyton Royce.
3: Oh. I, I was more sad about Peyton Royce having to endure the figure eight. Oh.
5: Back- at- go no. go? ahead. No. Uh, I, say, I was looking at Charlotte. Did they get bigger?
3: They probably, I mean, if you're going to yeah. get them replaced, you might as well go up get, Yeah. It tends to happen
4: that when you replace them, they go bigger. They don't go smaller. Yes. Yeah.
5: No, but like, well, she replaced them because they were, they ruptured. Right. Yeah. That, what is, that, doesn't matter. that doesn't regardless matter. Regardless of okay. why they
4: replace them, they just, that's just, it's just kind of like what tends to happen. Like, regardless of why they get replaced, they, they well, never seem like, like, to hey, go well, smaller. you be like,
5: hey, well, hey, since I'm replacing them anyway.
4: Yeah, they never seem Let's to go smaller. I don't know. It's Maybe because I have big boobs, I would never be like, yeah, bigger. No. I want to buy my bras In a regular store Thank you so much Anyway uh, Renee interviews New Day Kofi is dressed as an 80's interviewer And interviews Woods and Big E They plan to win tonight and move on to SummerSlam And win the tag tag titles Um, Earlier
3: today Renee Young could not stop laughing She broke the character totally
4: Yeah
6: she did Was
4: it the aesthetic or was it just All of it
3: go ahead Catherine explain
6: so, it I was just gonna say it was probably more the fact of the way that Kofi was speaking and then at the very end he hands her the wig and he's like for a souvenir because he wore like a blonde wig and everything he he takes a it off and gives it to her. Yeah, yeah he takes it off and gives it to her and he was like keep that as a souvenir and she just lost it that's fine you have to enjoy your job you know gotta have those kind of
4: days Yes. Yeah throwing wigs at people it's lit I mean they come up with something to
3: have those type of days every fucking week though
4: (laughs) when you're creative you can do things yeah you can but anyway earlier today or that day Miz says that after a week of negotiations he has accepted Daniel Bryan's challenge for SummerSlam so we get to look forward to that Charlotte and Becky are happy about their win but realize things will be different at SummerSlam they're gonna beat each other up Is what I gathered. Um, For some reason, somebody gave AJ a microphone. He says a lot. I don't. This paragraph is really long. AJ says that a lot goes on between the ropes. It can get personal. Joe. Samoa Joe? Yeah. Samoa Joe made it personal last week by talking about his family. AJ wants to be a great superstar for his family and says parents make sacrifices. That's his job as a father and as a man. He's away from home for over 200 <laughs> days a year, and he misses so much. He just celebrated 18 years with his wife. 18 years? He got her early. Yeah. 18 years. He's not that old. Jesus. And she's basically a single parent because he can't always be ever be there because he's working to give his kids everything he didn't have and everything they need. So they need money. They don't need a father. Is what I'm gathering. So he says yeah. he wants to be there for his kids. But that's what pisses him off because Joe knows his wife and kids. And long before they were here, WWE, they shared shitty apartments and stale pizza. But Joe threw away a decade of friendship when he brought his family into it. Because remember, they were on TNA back when people cared about TNA. So they have known each other forever.
5: They we were in a before that together.
4: I didn't know which was a thing back, back then, so oh, yeah. I didn't That's mention okay. it. Listen, I just heard about R.I.R.E.S. like two years ago. I don't know nothing about N.F.H.E.R.A.
5: Oh, yeah, I forgot. Shimmer doesn't exist in your
4: It world. doesn't exist. I'm a, I'm eventually going to go to, like, an indie show and be like, mm, indie. <laughs> You're
3: going to pull a <of> Jim Cornette's <laughs> Outlaw Mud Show. <laughs>
4: I'll just be up in steak. Like, I'm in a real fucking bingo hall. <laughs> mm. Mm, it's, it's really in a bingo hall Ugh. Stank I like my shit Branded Anywho <laughs> um, Joe will not win the title at hey, He'll be hey. lucky to walk out at all Yes
5: And then he'll be like Like that lady on the phone be Like look they over here Having this wrestling and Y'all cops need to come do something about this
4: Y'all <laughs> did not say that I was Park Patty <laughs> 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 like they are moon salting <laughs> picnic tables no <laughs> oh, oh oh gosh okay so while aj is talking samoa joe is backstage laughing at the footage of aj being all emotional also backstage rusa meets with lana and apologizes and says he will be with her tonight because it's lana day Aiden arrives and also apologizes, saying he had their best interests in mind when he was trying to help. They forgive him, but Russo tells him to stay in the back tonight. Um, There's a match between Lana and Zelina Vega. Sienna's there. He jumps on the apron and dist- distracts Lana. Russo attacks and takes Sienna almost out. Vega hits Russo. No, Selena kicks Russo and almost posts him. Lana hits the head kick on Vega, Heads up top when Aiden comes out and arrives and not seeing almost into her which also causes a distraction. Selena follows up with the double knees and picks up another win. Ha ha ha. Two sips.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they they really could have made this really hot fire by when they wrestled and they got into the brawl. The fans really like got into it, right? And then they had them wrestle that match last week and then they had them wrestle this match this week. What they should have did was let them have the brawl, saw how the fans got into it, and then did a backstage where, like, because Lana felt like she got the least of the action last time, she just Mm kind of jumps on Zelina, like, on sight. And then all of a sudden, the guys come in to try to break it up, and then that causes them to kind of get into it, right, again. And then you build to a mixed tag at SummerSlam. Mmm.
4: I like the way you book. Thank you, ma'am this is fat man on my 600-pound life. He looks like he would be a wrestler, but he's 600 pounds. <laughs> he's low-key handsome. If he can get down to 350, we might have something going on. Anyway, <laughs> Shinsuke is interviewed and says that Jeff Hardy was erased. Our truth and Ty Dillinger arrive, and our true challenge is Nakamura for a match at SummerSlam. Wait a minute. what? Why are we doing this to Shinsuke?
3: They asked R-Truth how he'll get a title shot. What'd he say, Dee?
4: What'd he say? Look at Trude. Oh,
6: he says he'll pin Carmella. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> else does.
3: <has, laughs> like everybody else does. <laughs> that's rude.
4: Nakamura says something in Japanese. And that's why I'm on Duolingo now. Because I need to know what you people are talking about. And now, Truth wants to match with Nakamura tonight. <laughs> You people. I'm telling you, I'm going to Mexico next year. So now I'm really on Duolingo trying to learn Spanish, because you ain't going to be talking shit about me when I'm right in your face. <laughs> and I also, I've decided that I like K-pop, and I don't know what the hell they be talking about either. So I decided to also learn Korean on um on the Duolingos. I might need to add Japanese too, because I feel like Shinsuke be talking mad shit, because it's not like anybody in the back knows what he's talking about. So he could be going like all the curse words down how would we know
5: bulgarian was like back when like rusa would like yell know bulgarian i
4: still don't i still don't know what he's saying on that intro rusa Pulio, what that mean what's I, machka mean
5: machka means crush
4: yeah but how do we know that <laughs> we're,
5: depe-
4: we're depending on you know we're, a bulgarian to tell us the truth
5: will come out and say, what if it means nigger will you let me talk
4: Jesus. what if it means nigger how do you know
5: You got some bigger problems eh? in. I'm just saying it could be anything.
4: I just want to know. I don't trust anybody to translate for me. I'm going to learn Korean because I be going into the nail shop. And I want to know what they be talking about. That's how I feel about Nakamura. Any hoodle. There's an exclusive interview with the Miz. Byron interview. Byron he's still a thing, interviews The Miz. Miz isn't actually here and appears on the big screen. He runs down the viewership for Total Bellas and says his show is superior and he has no bad reviews. He's not there live because he's a star. He hypes tonight's Miz and Miz's and Byron asks him about his SummerSlam match with Daniel Bryan. Miz says he's too busy to worry about Daniel Bryan and says he should be WWE champion. Uh, He says Bryan needs the match with him and he will embarrass Bryan at SummerSlam. He has spent most of the last few years crying at home, and Ms will expose Daniel for what he is beneath him. Ms tells Daniel he'll likely find... Miz tells Byron he's likely to find Daniel Bryan in catering, likely eating some kale. That's shady. Ain't nothing wrong with kale. I mean, there's (laughs) a lot wrong with kale, actually. Like, you gotta make kale be good, because... Yeah. But anyway... Brian arrives on a location and kicks
1: the shit out of me. Why is it that once again, you're not here tonight in this ring? It, is it because you're afraid of Daniel Bryan possibly... Byron, can-
2: Byron, Byron. This is why you'll never be anything more than a second-rate commentator.
1: Are you at all concerned what might happen if, well, you can't back up all your talk from the last eight years? <laughs>
2: How much do you think Daniel Bryan has crossed my mind over the past eight years? I know he's been obsessing over me while working in his backyard garden, but me, I've been a little busy making films, building a family, I don't know, uh, basically performing in a WWE ring somewhere he wishes he could have been, becoming the biggest superstar in WWE. I should be representing this company as WWE Champion. I don't need a match with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan needs a match with me. And I will happily embarrass Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, finishing this once and for all. I've been carrying that subpar amateur on my back since day one, and I am done. I am done sharing the spotlight with someone who hasn't earned it. I am done listening to Daniel Bryan call me soft when I am here night after night. And for the past two years, he has been home crying in bed. I am so done with people like you in the WWE Universe saying that I'm hiding from Daniel Bryan. I am not hiding from anybody. And at SummerSlam, I will expose Daniel Bryan for what he is and always will be, and that is beneath me. I don't even know why I am talking to you. Why don't you go find that bearded bozo so we can hear from him? I don't know, he's probably, you know backstage and catering, grazing on some kale, telling someone how hard he fought for his dreams, and how proud he is of his wife, and how great of a wrestler he is, but the fact is, Daniel Bryan is... Oh, my God. It's Daniel Bryan. Get him up!
0: Get him up! Get him up! Get him up! Daniel Bryan lost his mind.
4: Miss. Ah. And so security gets involved And Miz breaks a piece of flowers Over Daniel Bryan's
3: head yeah, he, Miz is like in the middle of talking shit And then all of a sudden Daniel Bryan Finally yeah. punched him in the face
4: <laughs> It's lit This man is really handsome See he can still walk See when you on my 600 pound life is levels When you're too big you can't walk under your own thing. That's when we have cut the cord But anyway I digress There is a match between Nakamura and R-Truth for whatever reason. I'm going to assume that we all know that Nakamura won, yes. Yes. So, he lays in some knee strikes, kicks Truth in the head, and then hits a reverse exploder and finishes with the Kinshasa. Boom. Uh, There's a promo from the Bludgeon Brothers promising bludgeoning at SummerSlam. And, you know, stay true
3: to your name. I didn't put that in here because it didn't last but so long. They beat up two, two... Rinky Dink dudes, but there was nothing of significance.
4: Mmm. At least they could find some Rinky Dink tall dudes to make it a challenge. But guess who's pack? The bar. I know they came back the other day, but I wasn't watching. So. It's Cesaro and Sheamus versus the New Day, specifically Kofi and Big E. It is part of the tag team tournament finals. Cesaro gets the swing and sharpshooter on Big E. He fights, but Cesaro pulls him back the ring. He sits back on the sharpshooter. Sheamus cuts off Kofi, but Kofi hits a DDT on the floor. Big E powers out and looks for the tag. But Cesaro transitions into a cross face. He powers out again, hoists Cesaro up, and Kobe tags in, and they hit a midnight hour for the win. <laughs>
2: Valuable seconds here for Kingston.
0: Cesaro's got a hold of a leg there for a moment, but makes the tag to Sheamus. Just long enough to delay Kofi's approach. A oh! Big E, but here he comes. Shoulder first into the post. Here we Sheamus go. Sheamus in trouble. Here is your game changer, gentlemen. Overhead, belly to belly. Tosses here for Big E. And a belly to belly.
1: You know Big E is feeling it now. Yeah. An old rivalry reignited. Oh,
0: oh all out of the ring. But Sheamus from behind. Sheamus might have it and a kick out. Oh, what a oh. knee.
2: Oh, oh. driven into the
0: canvas. Big E to put away the ball. Oh. Kick out by Sheamus. Both of these teams have tasted tag team titles in the past. They know how sweet it is. I believe off the top. Look at this, man. This action's insane. Oh. Believe off the tag that Big E is now legal. Oh, I don't know if Cesaro's aware of it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cesaro's going to find out quick. Way on the way. Oh, oh, no. oh, Big E missed hard on the apron. The Swiss Cyborg out of the way just in time. And now Cesaro, and again, has tied up A the Kofi. official. Sheamus is going after Big E. Kofi oh. trying to run interference on the outside. Oh, the rolling senton. And Sheamus effectively takes away Kofi Kingston from possibly helping Biggie. The bar working like clockwork Damn. right now. Look at how smooth and precise. Right, Biggie is still legal. Oh, in a world of trouble. Driven into the mat. Here's the cover. Sheamus to put it away in a kick out Wow. And this could be it for the New day's chances of a tag team title opportunity. I, I cannot sale. believe Biggie has uh, not submitted Big Big a. A. This
1: is unbelievable,
0: guys. This is unreal. Big E trying to get to a base here. Trying to lift up there on Cesaro. How powerful is Big E? And Cesaro still has the cross face locked in. Kofi's now legal. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, my gosh. Midnight hour. Cover. new day is going to oh, SummerSlam. Oh. Here are your the New Day!
1: What a display of resiliency, of fight, of desire for the New Day! Incredible fight put up here tonight in
0: Orlando, but it's the New Day who will now march oh towards God. Harper
8: and Rowan.
4: And that's the end of your SmackDown for the week. Oh yeah. You're They're welcome.
3: Doing their thing.
4: Oh, he's Mexican. Okay, that makes sense. I knew he was a little swarthy. All right.
3: Um, Catherine, are you looking forward to the New Day versus the the Bludgeon Brothers at SummerSlam?
6: Um, I'm hoping it's a good match. They have the feelers are gonna just because they have been, um, but I'm hoping it's a good match. At least I, I need a a good match out of it.
3: Anything else stand out to you from this SmackDown?
6: Um, so my bitch is a lot. <laughs> um like the he comes off as a as a whiny like crybaby, like, What I didn't get my shot, nobody likes me backstage, nobody likes me in the universe. What? Like when it could have come off with confidence and uh an assurance of who he is instead of this whole nobody. I'm gonna take my ball and go home and deflate everybody else's like nobody can have their you know their shot when it, it could come off across so much more smoother um the 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 way they're trying to split up um aiden english and in rusev it's just two in your face two all at once um I get that they're trying to split them up because Lana wants her moment and she cried to some big management um, about her moment with her husband. Um, But the way they're they're going about it, I I agree with you where they could break it up into different... It doesn't always have to be a ring thing. Um, And they're just trying to go too fast with it when it should just be a, a gradual thing. Because when you go too fast with... A change. It's too in your face, too quick, and people don't gravitate to that. Um, people don't like change, so it should be a slower progression towards that. Um, and they're just trying to bring our truth back into the mix of things so that you throw throwing random <laughs> fights that, that don't make any type of sense. Um, I like SmackDown over Raw. Is that the thing? <laughs> so no matter what promo he's cutting, it's just I'm I'm half Uh Sorry, <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. Like what else is going on? Here? Um, I did like the fight between the Bludgeon Brothers and New Day. It was actually a really really good match, I thought. Um, and I mean, I'm sorry, the Bar and New Day. Um. I I liked that fight a lot. Um, and I'm hoping for something like that with the Bludgeon Brothers and New Day for SummerSlam. Um, I definitely see a Becky and Charlotte no more friends in SummerSlam type of thing. One of them's gonna get in somebody else's way and it's gonna be this big old fight. So I don't know why I they're giving it feels like they're giving giving them up to, to Basha and bailey and i don't care about Lana, so i can keep crying all she wants aided english and Lusa, we're a better we're a better couple than her her and rusa <laughs> all right
3: that's sam that's you want, my two cents did you uh did you take some lucha underground notes there sam
5: i did and i almost shut the whole thing damn thing off
3: all right but while you're opening your notes, we'll just let the people know that you can find the Cast on CSPN.us. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.
5: All righty. Ted, have you ever watched Lucha Underground? Can you hear me? Catherine? What? Have ever, sorry? Have you ever have you ever watched Lucha Underground? Um, no. Okay. Well, strap in; it's a hell of a ride. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so Papa Cueto is in his office. He's on the phone with someone, and he says he won't he won't make another sacrifice to the gods tonight. Mariposa and her new implants arrive. She says she wants a gift to the gods' title match. He denies her. Uh, she pulls out some stacks. Says her family always gets what they want. He agrees naturally. He chugs the rest of his Modelo Especial, and the show begins.
3: Stacks on stacks.
5: Yeah, so Papa Cueto comes out and tells Paul London that only one of his men will compete in the next match. Uh, Lund- London chooses Mala Suerte. Cueto conform- informs him that that he has been the chosen. He has been chosen as the next sacrifice. Matanza comes out, and we have a match. So Matanza versus Mala Suerte. Uh, was not a fan of the stupid fucking sound effects. What the hell is that?
3: <laughs> They've only been doing it for four years, Sam
5: they not like that <laughs> when like when like they went to hit matanza you could hear like the stupid like cartoon sound effects like like what the heck what that was so stupid it was like a cartoon but a uh, squash match of course nothing to see here <clears throat> so joy ryan and jack evans versus Exolusius and ibilis why is ibilis doing the all right everything don you should you should Talk to her about infringing on your girl, even Marie.
3: Yeah, I know. It's it's different because it's more thugged out, but... All
5: right. So Ixo passes out after Jack Evans puts him in an armbar. Joey Ryan comes to save him. I guess Joey Ryan is entranced <laughs> with this person.
8: <laughs>
5: Joey Ryan comes to save him. He really shoves him out of the way and stomps on Jack to get him off. Uh, Mariposa versus Dragon Azteca Jr.? Good and short match. Dragon Azteca nice retains the gift to the gods with a unique pin. And uh, see the reptile tribe versus the wild stallions, or as they are actually known on the show, the worldwide underground. So before the match, Cobra Moon announces the newest member of the reptile tribe, Jeremiah Snake. The fuck? I know it's Sammy Callahan, but still, Jeremiah Snake.
3: It's gotta go with the reptile tribe.
5: I guess, what is so stupid. Uh, Johnny Mundo comes out and says he was thinking the same thing. He's like, you read my mind. He dismisses his intern, Ricky Mundo, and introduces the newest member of the Wild Stallions, Ghetto Iron Man, a.k.a. Aerostar. Uh He's there because apparently he wants to free his boy uh, Drago from the clutches of Cobra Moon. So the match begins, and it's just as you expect—lots of moves to the outside, lots of dives. And uh, I have to say, Taya is T H I C C. If you know what I mean. Uh, I'm really impressed with Cobra Moon's abs and her arms. Like I've seen, I've seen her before. Like I seen her a lot because she she has her own, like she owns her own indie promotion. When she's not in the Cobra Moon outfit, But you never actually see, got a good look at like what she's got going on? Uh, the match finally ends with Johnny hitting the Starship Pain and getting the pin. He uses his one wish for his homie, Kiro Iron Man, and that is to free Drago. Of course, Taya looks very upset. She wanted gold. She wanted riches. She wanted all that because that's what they were hunting for. Yeah. It's so it's they cute. did the whole like Temple of Doom Indiana Jones thing. Cue the Ray J. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she's very upset. She grabs a mic, calls Mundo an idiot. Everything they did was for nothing. He said a Cobra Moon could not grant oh a Cobra Moon could grant uh what's his uh Aerostar's wish, but he could not grant Mundo's wish because only Taya could do that. This is when I was like, I'm I think I'm gonna tap out on the show because this was this was way too much for me. Uh a ring is procured, Johnny gets on on one knee and pro- proposes to his wife, uh, in the Macho Man Randy Savage and Elizabeth Summerslam ninety one style. She says, Yes. To embrace Macho Man's music plays. This was fucking stupid.
3: I thought it was cool. Uh, Dee Dee, you would have yeah. appreciated it if you would have saw it. Because you the first thing you would have thought would have been, oh, it's Macho Man.
4: Aw. I, mean, I believe you.
5: I saw that proposal did you. The whole proposal thing. The Macho Man. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah.
4: I mean, not in real time, but I've seen a video of it.
5: You like what Mm-hmm.
4: You sound like you're underwater, Aquaman. I don't know what you're
5: saying. Good. i hear this. Okay. Bloop,
4: bloop, 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 bloop. He speaks
5: <laughs> to the fishies. He goes by stage. He has a wish. He has a wish, too. He's are and signing together until death is He laughs maniacally, as does his soul. Let me show each underground.
3: Yeah, it was a the the main event had a whole lot of crash TV going for it.
5: Just, I heard from a friend that it's kind of this is pretty much what the show has turned into.
3: That's pretty much what they're doing. What now?
5: The show has basically turned into just, just a parody of what it used to be.
3: Oh yeah, it was because the, the, a lot of the the primary guys aren't aren't available. Aren't, Right, all right. So, yeah, Yeah, I don't know.
5: I, I, I don't know if I can keep watching this shit now after that stupid. Uh, uh,
3: that's the thing that's going to turn you off from watching Lucha Underground after I mean, all I'll watch it, the I'll watch things it again. we've seen.
5: <laughs> I, I watched it again, but it was just like that did not endear me at all. To keep watching this show. I was like I almost tapped out right there.
3: Oh my gosh. After all the improbable black magic we've seen, the proposal is going to turn them off.
5: I don't know. I might be back for Posa's, uh twins, but that's, <laughs> like,
3: yeah, they were. They just needed here and
5: there. They yeah. were like, yeah, you know, they they had the, they had their own front row seats.
3: Yeah, they did. They were definitely like, hey, Mariposa. I'm like, never knew like, shit like that before. <laughs> nice to see. Well, she
5: yeah, she didn't have those before though.
3: Yeah, for sure.
5: So, yeah, that was it. I'm going to go wash my eyes out with something.
3: (laughs) All right, so I'm going to get into NXT as we're going to start with Nikki Cross versus a newcomer, Amber Nova. Nikki starts to come back with running clotheslines. Uh, The ground and pound follows, and then Nikki Cross heads up top, and then she hits a high cross body. Nikki gives Nova the purge, and Nikki Cross gets the win. We get a Keith Lee video package. And then Ricochet arrives for his match, but instead of a match, Cole and the gang beat him down, and they, uh, you know, they basically pull him through the laser little setup that he has. Cole gets on the mic, he calls Ricochet a loser, and proclaims himself the one and only North American champion, and he'll stay that way at Takeover Brooklyn. Damn. Vanessa Bourne is interviewed about facing Tanara Conti in the Mae Young Classic qualifier, noting that an important tournament like the Mae Young Classic can't take place without her. Cassius Ono versus Adrian Jadot Ono slaps around Adrian and fights off a slam and lays in elbows and knees, but Jadot hits a Saito suplex. Easy for me to say. Adrian then runs into an elbow strike and Ono finishes off with the Dream Crusher. Then we get uh, the special Velveteen Dream EC3 Summit. They meet by a pool. EC3 is immediately on guard, thinking that Dream will toss him in. But Dream says that that won't happen. Then they discuss their takeover match, calling it the Purple Rainmaker against the Golden God. Dream feels disrespected by EC3. Dream drops his glasses, and when he goes to pick him up, EC3 dumps him into the pool. Velveteen Dream is acting like he's about to drown. And EC3 says, hey, dude, it's only three feet. And then Velveteen Dream stands up and gets himself together. That was actually really good. Better in visual form than me trying to explain it to y'all. Keith Lee makes his debut, NXT debut versus Marcel Barthel. Lee misses a corner splash. Barthel lays in uppercuts, but Lee tosses him aside and hits a pounce. The ground zero follows and Barthel is done and Keith Lee wins his NXT debut. Street pro- <laughs> <laughs> the Street Profits make fun of The Mighty and then they hype their match against The Mighty next week. Tiana Conti versus Vanessa Bourne. A May Young Classic qualifying match. Conti counters the crucifix into a side slam and she picks up the win. Our main event Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. Alistair Black cuts off a slingshot spear with a knee strike. Black continues to control the action with kicks, and they trade close lines and work into a double down. Tommaso Ciampa runs out, and he attacks, leading to a no contest. Post match, we get a big brawl between the three men, and the officials eventually break them up. That causes an angry NXT GM William Regal to come out, and he makes an announcement, and he says that. In Brooklyn Takeover, it would be a triple threat match between Tommaso Ciampa, Aleister Black, and Johnny Gargano. But moments after NXT went off the air, the WWE released a video on WWE.com where William Regal is told that Aleister Black was found in a parking lot unconscious. And basically, uh, he's going out the door and he walks by Johnny Gargano. He's coming in the building. Uh, He's getting out into the parking lot and you see like the undisputed error and a convertible speeding off. And then there's a kind of another guy. I couldn't make out who it was kind of in the periphery. But I mean, Aleister Black is in the middle of this parking lot just stretched out. And so
5: say some NWO type shit.
3: Right. So that's going to have a major effect on the uh, championship match because now Aleister Black will not be able to compete in the championship match. And so now it will now be a singles match between Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Champa at n x t brooklyn so the mm-hmm. the real news is Alistair Black's got a growing injury, and he's gonna be out for two months Tomasa Champa they they were wrestling at a house show a couple of weeks ago, and uh basically Alistair Black too is growing, so
8: mm.
3: yeah, not a good look for him that's a very difficult injury to have so that was NXT for this week
5: somebody said somebody said that Keith Lee gives some Thanos vibes I thought that was funny
7: <laughs> uh,
3: Keith Lee is a big boy Morrow um, um, called him a flying tank because of the athleticism that he has uh, I-, I would love to see a match between him and Willie Mack that would be fun those two big guys doing lucha libre type things against each other that would be kind of fun
5: yeah i know keith lee he's pretty cool he's a cool dude cool cool. i'm happy for him cool.
3: so at this point sam i'm gonna start with our guest miss katherine for her shout outs and thank yous. um um
6: shout outs shout outs to my my people Podcast with um, Major Linux and Juke Duke. Um, we Twitch and then date and all these other uh, sites. We're like on eleven different uh, podcast sites. Um, thank you to you guys for having me and thinking of me. It was a great blast. It was a lot of fun and um thank you all right
3: thank you for joining us miss Didi Jonay, your shout outs and thank yous
4: um shout out to y'all for holding it down last week when i was having other technical difficulties you know shout out to my mother for her knee replacement shout out to knee replacements weird so much fun shout out <laughs> to you know oxycodone chicken I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm just kidding <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, shout out to N- New York. You know, shout out to the Bolt Bus or the $1 dollar trips. And shout out to a hotel because I need to book one. <laughs> <laughs> or two. But yeah, that's it. That's it? I mean, shout out to Jade. I'll see her shortly. We can have, and Angelina. I know what section they're in. If you go to NXT, let me know where you at so we can go get a drink beforehand but yeah that's it as far as I know Angelina and Jade and I are we're not in the same section but we're all in the same area of the arena so
3: okay Mm
4: Mhm.
3: the globe Brooklyn takeover I can't wait we out (laughs) here Sam
5: I just want to give a shout out to you guys as always Uh, shout out to High Heel Gamer for coming on with us Uh, shout out to my girl Lady Nikki Shout out to Greg, shout out to Classic, uh, shout out to Scarfinger and Chase. I was just I was just like right before we did the show, I was on uh, their show, Scarcast Live. So uh be on the lookout for that if you're into listening to stuff like podcasts. And uh shout out to our guest from last week, Ms. Tatiana King. And that's about all
3: I have for today. All right. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who joined us tonight. So Magnum Prime. Catherine, our special guest. Thank you for joining us, Miss Samuel Colunga and Miss Didi Jone. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody here on the CSPN, all the podcasters who put in all the work each and every week to bring the shows to you. I'd like to give a special shout out to Candice and her husband Mike on their new podcast, the Not So Newlywed Podcast. So please go to CSPN, subscribe, and check them out as they um, had their debut uh, last Thursday. So, you know, still fresh if you haven't heard it. So and if you have heard it, listen to it again. So really good perspective on um, being married, being black and married with a new baby. And, you know, the challenges that they're facing and they're going to have different guests. So different aspects of different types of relationships will be explored on their show. So check it out. Really fun uh, show uh, with those two. Also, check out our exclusive content on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash uh, CSPN Media, and uh, you'll get the full episodes of uh, Random Ramblings, The Dark Match, uh, the Bad and Boozy Uncorked, and also Not So Newlywed also has their uh, exclusive content there, and we have more to come. So you guys got some yeah, snippets?
5: I, I got something there coming pretty soon, so keep, a, keep an ear out on that. Yeah, I won't can, tell you what it is yet,
3: but sh- You guys got some snippets um, in your feeds. So if you liked it, go over to Patreon, subscribe, and you can get the whole episodes. So it's a lot of cool things are gone over there, as Jeremy would say. So we're going to get that up and rolling. So go check out Patreon. Become a Patreon member. Support the podcast. That way, you can always support us through going, you know, our regular sponsors, Amazon, Blue Apron, Audible, Busted Tees, Wink. So, you know, different ways to help keep the podcast free each and every week on CSPN. So, I've done the CEO thing enough. So for our special guest, Miss Catherine, for our Rawcast correspondent, Mister Samuel Kalunga, for our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay, the Wrestlecast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime Greg. I'm Don DeLaRente. This has been episode 197 of the Wrestlecast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. You know what? A lot goes on
1: between these ropes. A lot of trash talking. A lot of manhood being tested. And uh, usually when that happens, it gets personal. And last week, Samoa Joe, you made it personal when you talked about my family. So here's the thing. I wanna be one of the greatest WWE superstars for my family. Now hold on, that doesn't make me special. Because we all make sacrifices as parents. That's what we do. That's what I am supposed to do as a father. That's what I'm supposed to do as a real man. You see, I'm away from home for over 200 days a year. And just like you guys, I miss Little League sports. I miss them. I miss my kids playing. I miss birthdays. I celebrated 18 years with my wife on August the 5th. But here's the truth. The reality is, my wife is basically a single parent because I can't be there. That's the sacrifices that we make. We're supposed to give our children everything that we didn't have. That's what we do. That's why you're here. Trust me, just like you, when your little one falls down and scrapes their knee and they're crying for their daddy or the mama, you want to be there to pick them up and wipe those tears from their face. Just like you, I want to be there. But that's what pisses me off the most, Joe. Because you know my wife. You know my kids. And long before, this was the house that AJ Styles built. We both shared the cockroach-infested apartment complex and shared stale beats together. And within a matter of minutes, you threw it all away. Over a decade of friendship, you threw it all away in a matter of seconds because you mentioned my family name. So here's the thing. I'm not going to let your hands get on this title. You know what? Screw that. At SummerSlam, Joe, you're not walking out the WWE. In fact, at SummerSlam, you'll be lucky to walk out at all.